Thank you for tuning in into the New Life Church Downtown Podcast. If you would like to get connected, follow us on Instagram at NLC Downtown Little Rock or email us at downtown.podcast at newlifechurch.tv. All right, all right. Good morning. Oh, man, here we go. Well, Sir Bronson Duke is at our Heber Springs campus, bringing the word. He's over there. Uh, he was talking to me this morning, and I was like, where are you? There's just this, like, cabin-like. It just He looked like he got lost on a riverboat or something. I didn't know what was going on. I was like, I'm in Heber, and it immediately made sense. I was like, that's where you are. I know where you are now. Anyway, he's up there, so he'll be here the next few weeks preaching, but uh, today I get to be with you guys. We're continuing in our wisdom series as we talk through the Word of God, and I'm so pumped to get into this topic. But before we get into it, summer... It's closing. It's coming down to the end. And uh, we just, I know, it, yeah, it is. it's July. It's sad. It's, bum, it's a bummer. It feels like it just started. That's how it is these days. It's like kids get like two weeks off for summer. It used to be like, I remember when I was a kid, it was like summer was just this long adventure. Now it's like, oh, you're back. Uh, okay, so question. Did anybody go anywhere fun? Want to talk about it? Anybody go on vacation? Let's start there. It's hard to just yell out a location. I get it. Let's start easy. Did you go on vacation? Anybody? Did we go anywhere? Wow. Okay, man. Oh, there we go. Wow. It was a slow response. I was like, you guys love Little Rock. This is so proud of you, you know, like just, just digging in, you know, uh, where anybody go anywhere fun? Heber Springs. <laughs> okay. That's, that's going to be low on the totem pole. The back the backyard. I heard that. Anybody else anywhere? Fun? Like, no? Cabo? Did I hear Cabo? Okay. Now we're talking. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I wanted to hear. I heard Colorado somewhere over here. Okay. That's even more what I'm talking about. Mountains. Just, oh yeah. That's what I, oh, see, that, that's me. I want to go somewhere and just stare off into the Rocky Mountains and be like, this is epic. I mean, this is where it's at. That's good. Okay. So we got Cabo. We got mountains. New Jersey, my guy. I know who you went with, too. This guy, he, he volunteered to drive with me to New Jersey <laughs> to get a car for two days. We got to the ocean, literally, where I bought my car. We, had, we, we, we deal hunt in the Octorbeck house, okay? So we got to get a good deal. So we found a good deal in New Jersey. Got a bro to go there with me. He's like, hey, man, you think we can go to the ocean? I'm like, sure, man. It's like 20 minutes away. So we drove over there. He's like, oh, this is beautiful. I'm like, well, time to go. <laughs> and I just I drove, I drove back to Little Rock. Oh, man, I love you, dude. Okay, gosh, good to have, good to have friends. Um, okay. So we're, we're uh, you know, summer's coming to an end. It's, it's going to be August soon. We're going to get into the fall. And for some people, uh, th- it begins these seasons, these rhythms of life that occur. And uh, today I want to talk about ensuring that part of our rhythm of life, a wise move would to be to ensure that we've got time with God, that we're spending time with God. And I want to make sure you understand this. I'm not, we're going to get into some of this a little bit, but this isn't like a cliche, like be sure you're spending time with God. You know, we're going to talk about what really, what does it look like? What are the evidences that you're spending time with God? Listen, you can walk up into this building. I promise you, and I hate it for you, but you could and not really spend any time with God. You could open your Bible and not really spend time with God. You could pray. What? How is this possible? You can do all these things, but not spend real time with Jesus, with, with your Savior. And so I want to talk about how do we do that, look into the difference that it could make, and then really talk about the evidence of it that you can start to see and tell, man, you, 
I'm spending some time with Jesus. So can anybody remember a time in their life where you just had like the magic touch? You know what I'm talking about? Like maybe for you, it was like this promotion you got. You just went on this insane string of sales. You just walked in and sneezed and people were buying stuff. Like it just doesn't make sense. I remember when I met Katerina, you know, and I just felt like, What's up, girl? You know what I mean? I had no game. Okay, listen, I was a 16-year-old that went to Arkansas Baptist High School. I dreamt of having long hair, but they would make me cut my hair. So I would slick it back. Skoosh! I would just slick it back. And I walked up to her with braces, and I was like, hey, girl, what's going on? Maybe you and I could go to see a movie later. You know, I mean, and it was just not. There was nothing there. But somewhere deep inside of me, I was like, I've got game. I've got the magic touch. Somehow it worked. I got the German exchange student. I can't explain it. He's good. He's the king. So what I'm getting at is there are moments in life where we feel like I'm just, I've, I've got the momentum. I've got the touch. And for some reason, I started to connect this with when I spend a lot of time with the Lord, I start to feel like that. When I'm really around Jesus, I start to just think, yeah, everything's going to work. Everything's going to be fine. And I started at some point in my life, I started to fight that and think, no, 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 this is humanistic. Or no, this is me being emotionally driven in my walk with God. But then one day as I was praying and even thinking about scriptures like you can do all things with Christ, you know, these scriptures that we know, I realized I think God does want me walking around with encouragement in my heart. I think God does want me walking around expecting favor. I think God does want me walking around with boldness. And so we get to Acts chapter 4. And these few topics that we're going to look at today are some evidences that you're spending time with Jesus. Okay, the members of the council. Let me get some little backstory here. So we've got these men that have been following the Lord, these disciples, and suddenly they're doing all these great things and people are accusing them. They're trying to bring them down. And we're just going to focus on two, two verses mainly today. But the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. If, you're, if you've got your Bible or you're taking notes, maybe, maybe underline that term boldness. For they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. So this council of trained people, they're seeing this boldness. They're like, what is going on? How are they capable of doing these things? They also recognize them as men who had been with Jesus. To me, that's the circle, circle it moment. Men that had been with Jesus, people that had been with Jesus. Can people circle that in my life? Can they see that in how I live? But since now, this is the part. Since they could see the man who had been healed standing right there, see, they had just healed somebody. We're going to get to that in a second. Among them, there was nothing the council could say. So, listen, the council could say, wow, these guys are bold, but that wasn't enough to keep them from coming at them. Okay, the council could see these men don't have training, but they've been with Jesus. That wasn't enough to hold them back. They could see a lot of things, but when they saw the evidence, okay, here's this, what are we going to do? There's evidence of that they've been with Jesus right here. And so I want to pray, talk about a few things that I pray that each of us could look at and go, do I see these evidences in my life? And then at the end, we're going to do a few practical things that we can add in to make sure that there's a rhythm of our life, that we're around Jesus, we're around the King. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for this opportunity to share your word and really just to share my testimony of 
what you've done in my life and challenged me and shown me the times where I'm with you and I'm not, the differences, and that's just what this message is about today. So I pray that it encourages some people that we walk out of here uh, closer to you than we were before we came in and committed to you more than when we were before we came in. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Okay, so I believe, you guys, that we spend a lot of time in our life trying to find that magic touch I was talking about, get back to that place where we're winning and we're succeeding. It could be, how can I be more influential? Uh, how, how can I be, if you, if, you know, maybe you're younger or you're on social media or whatever, you're like, how can I get more followers, be more popular? Uh, how can I have more friendships, more fun? It could be, how can I get more recreation? You know, earlier when I said, who's gone on vacation? And only one person said Heber. I was like, you guys are looking for more fun. You, you, we can, you know, you might, we might be a group of people that's, how can I, all these things that we're asking. But I had to dig down into my heart and ask myself, do I say, how can I get more time with Jesus? Am I really asking myself that question? And I'm asking you to, to examine your heart for a second. Are you, are you ever digging down and saying, how can I strategize to just get more of him? More of him in my everyday. And I'm a pastor, and I'm telling you, for a lot of years, I wasn't asking that question. I was asking, how can I get more efficient with my calendar? How can I get more meeting times in? How can I work one more small group into the mix? And so let me just tell you, this isn't me coming down on corporate America. This isn't me coming down on um, whatever the culture of the world. This is me coming down on human nature because I'm a pastor and I've done it. The church became just a distraction at times. The goals and the things I needed to get done. And some of you serve warriors out there. You can do the same thing. we got to guard our hearts at times and make sure, how can I get more of him, more of Jesus, and so, as I began to look at this, I began to realize I'm motivated by results. Anybody else? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, like, it's just, if I got up here and preached a cute little message about, let's just spend more time with Jesus, a lot of you are going to walk out and be like, man, I've heard that before. But I want to tell you, I think that there's, there are results that are important and impactful. And if we'll get around the Lord, we can have those results. And so I don't know if God just used this on me to trick me into spending more time with him, but I'm going to try to use it on you, okay? So, so I'm going to share it with you. This is my story through this, these two scriptures and then what it changed in me. So first of all, I realized when I will truly spend time with the Lord and make that an effort in my life, I found true confidence. If, if you will get around Jesus, I want to go all the way and almost guarantee that you'll find a true confidence in your life. When someone, we, we look in the verse here and it says, they saw the boldness, they saw the confidence. Gosh, man, you may not see it right away. You may not see it in a, in a year, in a week, or I don't know. But at some point in time, if you'll continue to spend time with Jesus, I'm telling you, this confidence will just well up out of you. We can look at that with Peter. Look at Peter. He was running scared. Right before all this went down, he's the one that's denying to a little girl, like, I don't know who Jesus is. Now he's boldly standing up, people threatening his life. Well, what is that? It's he continued to spend time with Jesus until that time with Jesus became Christ's confidence in his life. And I believe we can have that. So I used to uh, be a student pastor 
And we had these things called uh, Pray for a Revolution. Is that what P- PFR? Pray? Okay, they were, uh, Neil, you were there. Uh, anyway, um, he wasn't in the youth ministry, but he was, he, was, he was there anyway. But we used to have these things where we would send our students into the high schools to pray. And I just thought, oh, man, these are bold lions just going into their schools and praying with people. And then I went and visited the high school <laughs> where they were supposed to be praying. And I went in and like it was just there. It would be like two of them looking around. They were just like making sure nobody saw them. I'm like, all right, let's pray. God, you can save the school. Okay. And I mean, they were just, they were so scared. And then, and then they knew. I started to show up more often and they knew when, when Pastor Chris came, it was, I was about to be like, let's pray. Let's get in a circle and pray for revival. You know, and they'd be like, what is going on? I don't want to do this. I had a teenager sprint away from me. I, I walked up. I was like, hey, you ready to pray? This kid just running, backpack, things flying everywhere. And I was like, God, what is this? And it was realizing that, man, I'm sending lambs in like they're lions, acting like they got, they got this boldness. They hadn't spent enough time with Jesus to realize who they are. And I'm asking you that question this morning. Have you spent enough time with the king to know who you are? To know what you're packing? To know what your prayers can change? Whew. I got to tell you, I sure wasn't. And I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, some days you're running like a kid with a backpack flopping around. <laughs> and Jesus isn't mad at you. He just can't wait for you to spend enough time with him for you to stand your ground, pray your prayer, and change the things that God's asking you to change in your world. But that's the kind of confidence that comes when we get around him. And so the world, you know, it can offer financial confidence, maybe status confidence, church confidence. A lot of people walking up into church with a lot of church confidence. But Christ's confidence, it started to feel like this for me. It was a peace with who I am with in Jesus and a peace in whatever will come. That's what I'm talking about. That's what Peter had. He had a peace that, hey, I don't got no education. <laughs> I, don't even know, I don't even know what's about to happen to me, but I know who God has created me to be, and I, don't, and I know that I'm at peace with whatever comes. So let me talk to you. That's what Peter had. And by the way, I believe you can have the same thing. So isn't that incentive? I don't know if that incentivizes you, but man, I love it. Okay, so a second thing I realized, true confidence came, but godly wisdom came from spending time with Jesus. If you look back at the scripture, it says they were ordinary men with no special training. That's a double whammy. They're men with no training. <laughs> that's just, that's bad. Now, if it was ordinary women with no special training, I'd be like, well, they could handle it. You know what I mean? Like, but ordinary men with that, that that's, everything's bad is about to happen here. Uh, basically, shout, shots fired, guys. We need training. Okay, well, trust me. Just ask your wife. Uh, you need training. I need training. Uh, but, but all joking aside, it's, if, if you look at it, it's almost these people are saying, how is this possible? And the answer is clear. They had been with Jesus. And so some, some people in here are like, okay, let's, let's take a look at your dating history. Can you tell that you've been with Jesus? I, 
I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm not here to judge. I, I can't, but there's some of you that would say, no, nah, no, you can't. And I'm not trying to be dismissive and joke about it. It could be painful. Even your, your, your dating history, your love life, your marriages, your whatever, and looking back and going, can I tell, can I tell that I've been with Jesus by the wisdom of the choices that I've made? The people that I chose, the way I treated the people that I chose. Can you tell that you've been with Jesus through the wisdom of your actions? We can see this. Is this, I'm trying to incentivize it. I'm just telling you. Okay, what about our social media attention? I mean, let's just get there. Can you see the wisdom in your choices? I, you know, I, I get the passion. I get the fire. I get, you know what I mean? But sometimes, just the other day, I was watching something on YouTube. It was the most cringeworthy moments of, uh, of like, interviews. And it was the one <laughs> where Tom Cruise, <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember this. It's probably seven years ago. But he's talking about... Uh, He's talking about psychiatry and Scientology, and oh boy, it's, it's an awkward interview. He's, he, and, it, and I was so tense on the inside. I was just so tense, and I was like, why am I doing this to myself? Why am I watching this? We, we have a tendency as human beings, right? Why do you think there's a traffic jam when there's a car off the road and there's a wreck? Because we want to stop and see it. And we're freaks, okay? Like, we're just, we've got a problem. And, and, it's, and it's like, there's a, there's a wreck. Let me see it. What, what is that about us? There's something in us that is drawn towards tension, that's drawn towards drama. That's why a lot of times, you know, there, there's those cliches that, well, girls just want a bad boy or whatever. Like, they, they, that drama that they, they, that sometimes it's in people. And I believe Jesus is saying, yeah, go ahead. He loves you enough. I'm just telling you. Go ahead. Run. run, <laughs> Work that out of yourself. But at the end of the day, is there wisdom behind the tension that we bring into our, can you see the decisions? What, what, is there, can you see it? Can you see in your thought life, is there time with Jesus? Is there wisdom in what you're thinking about? Sometimes I think about crazy things. <laughs> Pointless worry. And is there wisdom in that? Time with the Lord can make people go, that's an uneducated common dude. But he's just making wise choices. He's driving by the wrecks and not stopping and looking. He's getting tempted by all the posts and the things, but he's not engaging in it. He's got all the options to do dumb things, but he's not. How is that possible? Oh, it's because I'm spending time with Jesus. He's helping me make wise choices. So I'm going to be real for a second. I have no clue at times. <laughs> I'll meet with people, some very successful people. They'll be like, Chris, I, oh, I just need your help. I'm like, you drive a car that is worth more than my life. You know, it's like you're literally like I, I'm sure it's worth more than, I know it's worth more than my house, whatever. I'm, I'm like thinking these things. Like, what, why are you talking to me? And you know what that is? That's the world talking. That's insecurity talking. And, and by the way, all I can offer anybody, even with this mic, even standing here, is what Jesus has given me. That's it. That is it. But what if I'm not spending time with Jesus? What if I'm not around him? Listen, do you, I want you to put that in your heart and realize he has something he wants to give you so you can give others. He wants to give you wisdom 
the mistakes you've made are going to be the greatest story you have to tell because the Lord is going to interject wisdom into that and allow you to use it. But not if you're not spending time with them because then you're just going to keep making the same mistakes again. Or then you're going to get through it, God forbid, and even worse, you're going to think you had something to do with it. And you're going to think I had. I'm the reason why. And my gosh, he can't use that. So listen, I just wanted to say, I haven't earned a thing when it comes to this. But I have said I'll be willing to share. That's what he's looking for in us. So what do we get when we look at, if you spent time with the Lord, you're going to have some confidence. When you spent time with the Lord, you're going to have some wisdom. You spent some time with the Lord, verse 14, they could see this dude that had just been healed standing right there. Write down, you're going to see evidence of God's love and add to that and power. When you spend time with the Lord, you're going to begin to see evidence of his love. You're going to see evidence of his power in your life. And I'm going to, I don't know, Michael, do we have the picture? I want to, in just a second, I want to put this picture up here. I want to show you evidence of God's love. I want to show you evidence of God's power. Because you guys, like I've lived a life where I needed Jesus, I'm just telling you. I, I, I meet with our M18 guys, and I love these dudes because they remind me to get real about my testimony. They remind me that, man, wh- why are we being halfway about it? So my testimony is when I met my wife, we were young. We got married 19 years old. We just thought the world was just going to be easy. All of a sudden, we get married, and we're like, wow, this is hard, and I hate you. You know, <laughs> and, and, it's like, and it's like, wow, I, I thought you were my German fox, but now I don't know. I, you know and she's like, I thought you were this American stud, but you're not. You know, it's just this weird thing. She never thought I was an American stud. Who am I kidding? But, but listen, we went through stuff. Guys, and I want to say this with, with excitement, you know, like I want to boast about what God's brought me through because it is him. But I was addicted, addicted to pornography. I mean, I'm telling you. And there's this anger in my life that occurred because I couldn't get out of this addiction. And, and then I remember one day, we were fighting, and she really didn't know what we were. We were young, and she was hurting, missing her family. I didn't understand. We, but we were there, and I'm in through gritted teeth. I remember grabbing her and pushing her against a wall. This is, this is my wife. And gritting my teeth, I hate you, yelling at her. And all of a sudden, God, like, gave me an out-of-body experience. I saw what was happening. And even to this day, my heart just sinks when I think about it. But at the same time, it soars because I remember what the king can do, what can happen when you spend time with Jesus. So I wanted to show you some evidence of God's love and God's power, okay? Like two human beings that wouldn't exist if it wasn't for God's love and his power. I mean, come on, look at these two kids at VBS. Shout out to Deer Sauce, you know what I mean? Good job, guys. But no, but seriously, like, I love my little dude. Look at him. He wears headbands just like daddy, you know what I mean? Like, and then my little daughter, Maya, like, my family, it's my wife sitting here on the front row. And listen, by the way, it wasn't just, you know, oh, yeah, 20 years ago we went through a struggle, and it's been peachy ever since. You know, it's we've gone through tough times. But we keep fighting. We keep getting around Jesus, and there keeps being evidence of God's love and God's power. So I want to ask you, what are the pictures you would throw up here on the screen? Because you got them. you got to remind yourself, and you got to, in your mind, you got to begin to put those pictures up and go, God, that's the evidence of your love. That's the evidence of your power. When I spend time with you, look what you've done. Look who you are. 
And I, man, I need that. And I think you do too. I think we need to have a rhythm of our life that's inviting that in. And so Psalm 37, 4, a little deviation from, from our source text for just a moment, but it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I, I talk about this scripture a lot because I believe we delight ourselves in our heart and the desires of our heart and wonder why we aren't experiencing victory. I need to repeat this. Listen, we delight ourselves in the desires of our heart and expect victory. That's never going to work. We have to delight ourselves in the Lord, and he will give us desires in our heart that will become things that we can celebrate, things that we can point to and say that is his power, and that is his love. And why am I making this differentiation this morning? Is It's because... I believe if the evidence of God's power and love is drying up in your life, okay, do a, do a systems check. Does this make sense? If, if you're not feeling, if, like I, recently I was telling Katarina, there's some days where I was just waking up and in a funk, you know, just like waking up. Anybody, <laughs> that could, you just wake up. And, but when it goes on for a while and you're like, man, why do I feel this? I didn't do a systems check. Am I spending enough time with the Lord? If you're not seeing the evidence of God's love and God's power, I encourage you today, do a systems check. And I'm going to tell you, church people, we are at risk more so, I think, than maybe a lot of people in this. And here's why. We can begin to get systems in our life and think the system is the answer. Jesus is the answer. It, it's it, it, This system that I've set in place, no, and here's why. I, I put a system in place. I used to be remember, I used to be a worship leader. I told you about oh God, he's an awesome. You know what I mean? It was good. You can just see if I would do, I mean you guys would all like the spirit of God would just blow you over if I started. Uh, that's why I got to stop. You know what I mean? It's 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 powerful. Uh no, it's not. And that's why I don't do it anymore. You know, it wasn't that powerful. It wasn't. Uh but but I enjoyed it and I loved it. And here's what I did, you guys. The desires of my heart I wanted to be a musician. I wanted to play music. The desires in my heart began to trump my desire for God. And we just sang a song, You Can Have It All. Really? Every one of you in here, really? Are you sure? I think here's what I changed. I don't even, I don't know if I like that song. <laughs> I just think it sets us all up for failure. I really do, because here's what I sing. I can't say, her, he, we have it all. I don't, what, that wasn't even English. <laughs> okay. But here's what I say. God, I want you to have it all. I, I want to have the desire to give it all to you. God, I want, I, that's how I started to pray. Because I can't say you can have it all. I'm not there yet. But he can love me right in the middle of that reality, and he can help me get there. Do you follow I'm not, please don't dislike that song. I'm not, <laughs> and for the rest of the time, you're like, you're just hear that and be like, number one, I hear it like Scott Stapp is singing it and it's ruined it. And number two, I can't even sing it. I just, Chris, thank you. You know what I mean? But I am, I'm challenging you. Do you want God to have it all? He can work with that. He can work with that. And if we'll do that, we'll give him the desires of our heart and make him our desire. You're going to start seeing evidence of his love and his power, evidence of who he is. Okay, so time with Jesus, we're going to get some confidence, Christ confidence. We're going to get some wisdom. We're going to get this ability to see his evidence of his love and his power. And lastly, we're going to 
experience peace and favor. The council says there was nothing they could say. These men who had made a living out of accusing Jesus, accusing being religious, coming down on people, right? I mean, they, they didn't run out of things to say to Jesus. How did they run out of things to say to these guys? They didn't run out of things. They, they, they ran out of things to say. The favor of God, the peace of God was with these men. And I believe that some of us could really benefit from peace and favor. You're, you're not going to have the same kind of peace. Jesus said, my peace I give you, not as the world gives, but as I give. There's a peace that comes from just being around the king, spending time in his presence. And again, we're about to get to some, I'm going to call it the end of summer challenge and just give you a couple practical things. But just for a second, think about it. Do you have peace? Like just like deep breath. Imagine a time in your life where you're just like, I'm confident. I'm at peace. I expect God to work this out. Do you have that? And if you don't, it's okay. It is. It really is. Let's start building a rhythm of spending more time with Jesus and see if it does anything. It did for me. It did for these men. I think it will for you. Deuteronomy 31, verse 6. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic, for the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you or abandon you. When I'm not spending time with Jesus, I forget that. And so my challenge to you for the end of summer is to add some rhythms to your life. Write this down if you could, the rhythm of prayer. Again, you're like, okay, here we go. I'm gonna, listen, doesn't have to be anything you've ever heard it to be. Don't put my words in your mouth. Don't put your preacher from the past words in your mouth. Prayer is time talking to your God and listening. That's an important part. How do I usually pray? A lot of talk. <laughs> but I'm not listening. Get some music like this going sometime on a drive. Without words, Rachel could sit next to you with a tiny keyboard. <laughs> Isn't it fun to be, like, to be Saul for a day with David over there? You know, just like playing. Then you get annoyed and start slinging your phone at him or something. Anyway, oh, man, my brain sometimes, it's just it's, it's ridiculous. Spend some time with God listening. Because right now, I'm going to tell you, every one of you, he has something he wants to share with you. We spend so much time talking to him, we can't listen to him say, son, I believe in you. I love you. Here's a word of wisdom for you. Here's a blind spot. Here's some confidence that you need. Let me give it to you. Here's a scripture. Here's a picture I want you to put in your mind of what I've done for you. He wants to speak to you. So, prayer. Second challenge is find one chapter in the New Testament and read through it as the summer comes to a close. 
underline every single thing that comes out to you that makes you want to jump for joy and underline every single thing that you're like, I have no freaking clue what this means and this bothers me and confuses me. Write them down and bring them to God. Read one chapter in the Word. Summer challenge. Invite God in on your everyday life. How do you spend time? How much time have we talked about? If I say prayer and read a chapter, that's like, that could be like 40 minutes of your day. That's trouble. That's all the time I got with Jesus. So what I've started to do is try to bring him in on anything I'm doing. Whatever it is I'm doing, if I'm running, I'm running with the king. He can run faster, you know. (laughs) If I'm hiking, I'm hiking with the king. If I'm driving down the road, if I'm on the phone, start inviting him in. When you're getting your car and you're driving to work, like, Jesus, I invite you in today. I invite you in today. Invite him in, invite him in, invite him in. You watch how you'll start to see confidence come on you. You'll start to see more wisdom just because you invited him in. The Holy Spirit showing up in ways you can't imagine. Invite him in. And lastly, Show kindness. One of the key things I see in Jesus was kindness. You know, the time he took, dirty people around him, sick, rotten, literally, and he's just kind. Let's let's have an end of summer challenge where we show kindness. I think Jesus shows up in the middle of it. I really do. And so for me, it's a challenge have you ever had something that you're doing and you're like really focused and then somebody interrupts it and you're like, man, I was busy. I was doing this. Listen, it's easy for me when I'm at a coffee shop studying and somebody walks up to me and they're like, hey, it is easy for me to close my computer, look them eye to eye and love them like Jesus. Easy. I, I dare you to try it if you ever see me. You will see, you will not be disappointed. I will engage you. I can't wait to ignore my notes and hang out with somebody. Get me at home. Daddy, will you play while I'm texting somebody? Hey, Chris, I want to talk to you about something while I'm trying to watch something on Netflix and chill and hang out and get away from my wife wants to share something. Now I'm interrupted. You see what I'm saying? Kindness is allowing those interruptions probably from the people closest to you. So I'm encouraging you guys, do not look at this as a moment in time where you're like, yeah, man, I'm going to do this with the people that out in public and no, right in the people that you're closest to. That's where this challenge can show kindness to them. Probably the person sitting next to you or the kid that's beating somebody else up for a change in another room. <laughs> Let's show them kindness. Let's start there. Is that okay to challenge us in that today? Okay, so let's build rhythms of spending time with Jesus. Amen. Hey guys, Pastor Bronson here. Just want to say thank you for listening in. Uh, Our hope and our prayer is that this podcast equips you on your walk, your journey with Jesus. And so please like, subscribe, share, help us spread the word. We love you.